Hi, I'm Paul, the Ripples Guy. Welcome to the Ripples Podcast, where we share quick splashes of inspiration and explore how even our smallest actions can have an ongoing impact on our lives, the people we connect with, and the whole world. Are you in? I hope you enjoy this episode, and I hope you enjoy today. And I'm going to enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to January 2022. Uh, Paul's Patreon peeps. No, Paul's You Rock peeps. I am very excited about our new little sticker, which you all will be getting very soon, that says, You Rock, Unleashing Ripples of Compassion and Kindness. We have a few new folks in the house. Welcome, welcome. So glad to have you with us. Some of our folks that have been showing up a lot. Good, to, of course, to have you here too. We typically start with a quick grounding and um, a pebble, boulder, ponder, just like in our weekly ripples. Pebble, a really quick resource I'll tell you about. Um, a boulder, an activity I'm using in my personal life or in presentations. And then the ponder the meat of our uh, content today. Uh, I do want to put our grounding um, up on a slide because one of our very own UROC peeps, Kelly in New Hampshire, who also sent me this picture, wrote a haiku on New Year's Day that was very much in the spirit of our here now. And it says, breathe, inhale, exhale, be fully in this moment. Ah, here now, here now. How's that for centering? I have two quick things I want to tell you about. Um, Pebble, a resource that I've been using a lot. Some of you know that I have been, uh oh, where'd my chat window go? They hit it on me. Um, yes, thank you, Guida, for alerting me that I am screen sharing. I am doing that on purpose because we're going to be there. But thank you. I don't have anything. I don't have any secrets other than I should hide my settings. Um, boop. Oh, and this is the desktop that I created for a presentation I had to give last week for Northeast Wisconsin Technical College. So I'm leaving it up so I can remember my fun. But Guida, thank you for letting me know. Um, some of you know that I really am into these digest emails that uh, somebody does some curating and sends me a little email. Some of them are um, daily. Most of them are weekly. I tend to like the weeklies. This is one where you can choose and it's called Refined, R-E-F-I-N-D. I'm putting a link there um, if you want. And here's what I love about Refined. It takes longer to sign up because they ask you a whole bunch of questions about what you like what your areas of interest are. And then once they define those areas of interest, they actually scroll by a bunch of blogs, um, TEDx speakers, magazines, and, and I think sometimes even books saying, hey, do you like Simon Sinek? Oh, are you a fan of Oprah? And then what happens, and this is what, of course, the more questions you ask, the better the curation can be. The I'm still getting the daily digest. I'm probably going to switch it to weekly, but Every day, at least one article or blog, I'm either passing on to somebody or taking a few notes myself. It is that has a premium level. This is free to join. Lot most people stay at the free level. 
I do like that um, one of the things that you can pay and get is the older newsletters that you get in your inbox, the links still work. What they do for us freebies is after a couple of days, you can't go to the links anymore. I'm finding I like that feature because if I get them back a few days, I know just throw it away. Don't try to catch up, just throw it away. Um, so refined is the pebble. The boulder, I had a different one on deck we're going to use next month because um, I made a pep talk last week about five, four, three, two, one. And I ended up using it several times yesterday and I needed to do it last night. So we're going to do it again today. It's a grounding technique that focuses on our senses. So if we start with five and I ask you to look around your space and identify five things. So just look around and see if you can fi find five objects that you can look at. And then four is, um, I'm going to ask you to touch four objects. So I'm going to touch this ruler. This, 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 the headmaster. And then three is going to be, um, is it smells? I think th three is smells. Yes, smell very much. So try identifying three smells. I feel like I'm missing. What's the taste? Three isn't smells. What sense am I, am I missing? Sight. Hearing. Hearing. Thank you. Try to hear three sounds. Two smells. And then finally, one taste. See if you can taste something now. As a way to get grounded. The reason I'm a little bit smaller today in your window and we've got the screen up is because I do have a whole big bunch of ground to cover, more than can squeeze in a presentation. I my general rules is there's never enough time to get to everything. There's always enough time to get to what's important. I discovered last night that we've got two presentations here and we got some great feedback to figure out how to make a part one, part two and, and have it not feel so overwhelming. And um, the presentation title that I came up with last week as I was kind of putting the finishing touches, how to change or not change and still make 2022 less crappy and more better. And what I did to gather the information for today is I really set aside the change management content, the time management content, so many things that I've done in the past and said, if I had to start all over, what's new? What is out there today that's based on recent research and writing and thinking? And so eight or 10 articles and two half books that I read over my break and the last two weeks, I came up with this overall um, structure. First of all, this quote from Shinru Suzuki, who is a, a Zen Buddhist priest, each of you is perfect just as you are, and each of you could use a little improvement. And being able to sit with the duality, the polarity of that. My, Pid, my friend Pidge from childhood, we have these long talks and we've been lately talking about polarities. And it is true and it is useful for us to recognize we don't need to change to be awesome and amazing and fabulous. We just need to be ourselves. Oh, maybe. And there are some things we could maybe work on to, to improve and to be a little better. 
change can be good and fabulous. And we're going to talk about some reasons why change is so good and we should run out and do lots of change. And we need to talk about why change can be bad and hard and maybe we shouldn't change. And that's why the end of this presentation is you need to identify three changes and go practice. No, you may need to say, mm -mm, no change for me. Before you get obsessed with change, let's do some assessment. And then really, um, the overarching idea that I'm, I'm realizing this presentation is a two-parter. Change is a process and not a event or a thing that you do once and you're done. And we so often get caught up in this. And um, there are two- Baby, I got you already. Uh-oh. I don't know who that might be that we should try to mute. Um, somebody's having a little side conversation that we should, well, if you know it's you, if you could, if you would mind muting, that'd be great. Um, there's two really buckets of potential tweaking. One is your mindset and how you think about change, how you think about you, how you think about what you, the changes you want to make. And then there is skill set tweaks. And what I'm realizing is that skill set is really a presentation. There are a whole bunch of cool things, managing structure, uh, managing implementation, managing motivation, um, managing your time. And we're going to save that for February. So we're going to get through all this and figure out what's next. But we're going to, um, and last night, I really am a big fan of having my face on the screen. And what I realized is that using this next slide block, which looks just like this, instead of these basic over is where I'm going to put the bullet points for, for the areas that I'm going to cover that so many people said it would have been helpful to have that structure to follow along. And so you're perfect. P.S. You could use some improvement that stands as there. Um, change is good. Can help you gain skills. It can help you learn about yourself. It can help you clarify the direction that you want to go. Sometimes you've got to try some changes out to find out what you want to do and what you don't want to do. And ultimately, change can help us move towards what we think of as our ideal life or aligning us more closely with our ideal values. So is change good? Yeah. Here's some things as I was reading about the, ups, the pros and cons of resolutions and, and strict goal setting concepts is change can be super duper duper unhelpful. Sometimes um, our goals are delusional. We're trying to take on too much. Sometimes we're conflicted about goal. We're doing it because somebody else thinks that this is a good idea or our perception is that society says we're supposed to want that. And the process can be, um, can be very overwhelming. Um, change does not happen like we think it does. And probably what people told me was the most useful thing last night was this horrible drawing that I did last night. Um, and I'm going to try it again. Um, Jill, I'm using, uh, remember, this is your idea. <laughs> so if, if we were to draw a little graph um, and we were looking, let me make sure I try to do this right. And we were looking at down here, this axis, axis who don't cuss on, on Zoomy Zooms, Paul, is, is time. And this axis is change. What most of us do is, hey, I'm going to decide to, to, to change. A personal healthy habit, um, Angie mentioned that. If, 
Angie says, okay, I'm going to go to the gym three times. And maybe she hasn't been going to the gym lately. So what she decides is that week one, I need to go to the gym three times. I'm going to do all the change in the first week. And then that's what I'm going to try to do. And that just doesn't look how, like how people actually change effectively. That is a too big of a step. What some people try to do and is a good idea is to break down um, the goal into baby steps. And that can be useful as well to think about these little baby steps. The problem is sometimes these baby steps don't seem very meaningful. And so we get antsy and, and that doesn't stick. But the reality is if we look at how change works, change doesn't really work naturally like either one of those. We can sometimes make huge big changes and it's not gonna stick and it's gonna go down again. Um, and then we're able to maybe get our wind back and it goes like that and, and, and maybe things fall really down. Um, but then hopefully our little peaks get a little bit higher. But this, if this down here looks like failure to you, then this isn't a very successful. But the problem is this is how change often works. And so if we know that up front, it's change is not exponential. Whoosh, change is not linear. Boop, 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 boop. Change is all over the place. And that is useful for us to keep in mind. Another thing that reasons that goals and change can be a little deceptive is our daydreams are so shiny. They're so pretty. They're so technicolor. They're so fabulous. And when you dream about running a marathon, you don't dream of the mud that gets on your face or the throw up that's in your throat. You don't think about the icky stuff. You think about the fabulous. And as a result, it creates a couple problems. One, it's not realistic. And number two, even if you then achieve the goal, it doesn't actually mirror the daydream. And so it can be less than, than fulfilling. Um, oh, there was something I forgot to add last night that I underlined in here. When you talk about uh, measuring time and our ability to change, most human beings vastly overestimate what we can accomplish in the short term and vastly underestimate what we can accomplish in the long term. We tend to think we can get so much shit done in a day or a week. And then when we can't, we feel like failures. If we would have cut our goals in a half or a third or a fifth or a tenth and then stuck with it, we get a lot more done. The thing that we want in terms of how much change is we want the changes that we try to accomplish to be big enough to be meaningful, we want them to be small enough to be manageable. And, and finding that balance between big enough to be meaningful, small enough to be manageable is tricky. And that's where if we do some work up front before we decide to change, we can get so much farther along. Um, and then the last reason that change can be bad is we sometimes are trying to change into somebody that we're not. We're trying to become a different person. And I am very happy to do a dump of all the resources that I, that I explored. Um, I have a document with a link. So if you're really a nerd and want to dive in and go ask me for the links. But one of the articles I read made a distinction I had never heard of. And they said, when we talk about self-control, and so often when we're talking about change, we're talking about developing habits, developing new routines, we're trying to, to use discipline or self-control. And this guy that the, this writer interviewed said, 
this term self-control tends to conflate two different things. The largely immutable element of someone's personality, your trait, and a way that someone chooses to behave at a particular time, which is a state. So we have traits, we have our personality, and then we have our behavior. And our personality is largely who we are. We're not going, it, our personality does not change very easily. It changes more than we used to think it does, but it's very slow, it's very gradual. And so many people think I'm not disciplined enough because they have all this evidence. Well, you are what you are. And you don't, and having some self-control is really awesome thing to have. Most of us don't have as much as we wish we'd have. And so if we can graduate from, from, from trying to become somebody that we're not even supposed to come, what we get to do is be us. And some of the things that we don't like about ourselves, it, not only don't get in the way as much as we think they do, they might even be the keys to our super strength. And that's, again, that's for another talk altogether. But we've got to be willing, if we're going to change, in ways that are useful and productive to, to be more effective, to have more fun. We've got to abandon trying to become somebody we're not going to become. Deep breath, flip to assessment, breathe. Before you change, before you obsess, assess. And I love this. My friend, Coach Colleen, talks about before you set resolutions for the year about how you want to be different, what do you like about yourself? Uh, she, her questions, what are you already doing well? And spending time, at least as much time as you're going to spend on daydreaming about what you want to do better, better start <laughs> what you want to do better. Never mind, I won't go there. Um, and then the other two questions, what's great about you? What's great about you? And then what are you excited about? What right now is bringing you energy? Because again, that's often a clue as to what you might be willing to put some time on. Spending time what, um, thinking about what you like about yourself and then recognizing and assessing what you're not liking and trying to make a distinction between who you are, that you need to spend time and energy getting comfortable with who you are, trying to accept it rather than trying to change it is going to help you change a lot more. And again, another activity that I got, I was so fascinated is um, this one guy asked, the invitation was spend some time thinking about if you could, if you could be more something or less something that you think you could accomplish your goals um, and try to identify a personality trait or a, or a skill that you feel like you don't have. And for myself, I, 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 I brainstormed if I was more disciplined in this area, if I was more focused, um, if I was less distracted, which is similar. Um, and he said, now imagine that you find out that's actually never going to change. The amount of motivation you have right now, the amount of your ability to focus is not going to change. What can you do within the parameters of your level of focus that might help? And again, I do think there's some things we can do to influence our focus. Some of our, our uh, distractibility is skill-based and habit-based and addicted to phone-based. You know, we change some things we can improve. There is an element of a lot of this that's based on our personality and that's fixed more or less. And then finally, what do you want to change? 
um, about yourself that's, that's grounded in what you like and grounded in what you don't like. And then really importantly is why do you want to do it? Um, if you have a really strong why, and it's not because, it, and, and the bigger your why is, the more it aligns with your core values. You know, I want to look good. And so that's not an awful goal. But if, if health aligns with your long-term vision, if being a good role model aligns with your vision of who your ideal self is a little more, the bigger your why is, the more powerful that is going to be and going to help you deal with some of the inevitable setbacks and distractions um, and temptations that you're going to experience as you change. So think about your why some too. The other really big thing that I think it's useful for us to, to remember that I said already is, is that change is a process. You're going to try some things, they're not going to work out. And then you're going to try some other things you're going to evaluate. And if we think of every time we attempt to change something as part of it is to get that thing we want. And part of it is to get better at managing um, and initiating personal growth and professional growth change. And that's a skill set. That's a habit that we can get better at. Um, and so even when you fail, and we're going to, this is um, some of the mindset tweaks um, that I'm going to suggest that we think about is redefining success. So if you um, are up here and you get your goal and you call that a win and you call this a lose, you're just going to be losing a lot. And if you, you celebrate this uh, as, a, as a celebration point, and this as a learning point, it's not like that you're not allowed to be disappointed in that or, or want to learn from it so, so you have fewer of these. But you know, if you're you know, running a marathon, you learn a lot more about yourself and your technique on the days that are rough than, than on the days that are really easily, easy. Um, and if the weights aren't heavy enough, they're not gonna help you, they're not gonna strengthen you very much. The other... Um, some other mindset tweaks that we want you to think about is to identify past changes that you have gone through, that you've made it through. If you can think of some ways that you are very different today than you were one year, three years, five years, 10 years ago, um, it can be useful for you to notice that you have a change resume, that you have a change um, autobiography. You have, a, have a, a list of proven successful changes that even if there's this thing that you've tried several times and it hasn't worked out, well, that's one piece of your resume, but there's lots and lots of really big achievements um, that are probably based on, on significant transition you've gone through. And then the last piece is when possible, this research is pretty interesting. When you make a change, part of your identity, if you say, I'm trying to quit smoking, quit smoking, that does something different in your brain that if you say, I'm a non-smoker, I'm, um, I'm a healthy eater instead of trying, I'm trying to eat, um, I'm trying to eat better. That when we, and, and there's some interesting baby step research that suggests when people use that vocabulary, they actually stick when it comes to temptation points, when it comes to setbacks and getting back up after setbacks, when you say to yourself, I'm a writer, you actually spend more time writing than if you say, I'm trying to write more. 
So if you can wrap an identity um, and, and practice this new, adopting this new identity, it might help you a little bit. Um, and then what we didn't get to do last night that was, that was a miss, that I'm only going to give you the very high level because that's going to be our February, is that there are skills specifically around several parts of change that I've identified from all these articles. And almost none of the ideas I'm sharing with you are original to me. This framework is mine. This, this did not come from somebody's article. I put dozens and dozens of pieces of data down. I want to tell them all this. And then I put them into these groupings. And um, skill set, there is things, how you structure your change, how you implement your change, um, managing your motivation, and then managing the friction, the, the setbacks, the difficulties, the problems. And the last piece of this, um, the what's next, I'm, I'm kind of excited about. Let me turn off my share here for a second. Stop share. Oh, there's all my cool people. I like seeing you more. Um, so here is the daydream. Jill and I talked about this some, um, and my friend, Coach Colleen, and I did back in November and December. And the idea of, of renaming the Patreon peeps into the UROC folks isn't just a name change. What I'm intrigued for us, if we're up for it, is to make 22 about unleashing ripples of compassion and kindness Outwardly, if we want, we're, we're all going to kind of decide what does that mean to us? And for some people, it might be doing nice things for our friends and neighbors or doing something um, in our community or at work. It might be reaching in and saying, I want to show myself some compassion and kindness by applying to a PhD program or uh, working a little bit up on some personal development or professional development. Because as, as you know, I'm a big believer that the more we um, improve our own effectiveness and enjoyment of life, uh, people around us, it just ripples outward. And the daydream I have is that we meet back together in February and we pick up this conversation and talk about the skills. And I have started two different worksheets that I think it will not take me much more time that I could present to you to say, here's a starting point about how you could think about some things, shape some goals, think about the steps. And then in March, and, and last night, Kelly said that their family uses March 4th. Instead of January 1st, they March 4th and they try to make progress on something. And so my curiosity is, if you're interested, that we might try to do some change together that we would set March 4th to blank and, and that 10 days a month, I'm, 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 I'm open to how we develop it. And then we use our March call as a time to check in and I'll share a couple of things. I'll have some motivation tips and then we'll find out how are you doing? What's stinking? What do you need help with? And if you're not interested in participating, but you want to listen in and you want to cheer, cheerlead us, fabulous. You know, like, it's not like you have to commit to change. Um, so Jill is in and Angie is in. This is so fabulous that some people are intrigued. Gloria says she's in too. This is good. Um, and what it does for me is this presentation that just now went so much smoother than last night because I'd done it once 
and I got some really great feedback and I made peace. It's always hard to cut. And this stuff is, it's literally the same length of my, my notes for the, the one box of skill set. It was, I should have noticed, oh yeah, this is too much, but now we know. So Leanne is in as well. It is very close to our 30 minutes. And so this is what I'm going to propose doing. I'm going to unspotlight myself so that we can wrap up our uh, recording time. And in just a second, I am going to, did I do that right? Yes. Um, so I've got us all in, um, what do you call it, gallery mode now. So in just a second, we'll wave goodbye to people. And then if you're new, what you need to know is this. We're wrapping up officially. I will make this recording available online. We're going to, I'm going to stick around for as long as a half hour. If people want to chit chat, daydream, check in, any of that good stuff, I'd love to do that. But for now, do me a favor and just wave goodbye to everyone who's watching the video.